welcome to the first episode of the new podcast by the Journal of Clinical Monitoring and Computing. I am Michele Entrona. I am neuroanesthesiologist at Istituto Best of Milano, and I'm also social media editor of the journal. Uh, here today, uh, we are pleased to interview uh, Dr. Majid Shangab, who is a resident in anesthesia and critical care at Cleveland Clinic Abu Dhabi. So welcome, Majid. Thank you, Dr. Entrona. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, be part of this uh, very exciting uh, project that you have here. Uh, you are welcome. So uh, today we are going to interview uh, Dr. Shangab uh, regarding a new article that came out uh, a couple of weeks ago in the Journal of Clinical Monitoring and Computing which is oxygen reserve index and arterial partial pressure of oxygen relationship in open heart surgery. Uh, first author, author is uh, um, Dr. Fadel. Uh, and uh, so you can find the article ahead of print in our journal. So um, the first question I would uh, start uh, with, uh, with Dr. Shangab is uh, if you can explain to us briefly uh, what what's the study is about and what is the novelty of the, of the study. Thank you, uh, Dr. Entrona. So, I mean, just to keep it in brief, you know, it's a, it's a prospective study. Uh, we looked at uh, to assess whether the relationship between ORI, uh, the oxygen reserve index, and the partial pressure of oxygen, whether it remains intact in the setting of open heart surgery. Putting it in simple terms, does this monitor work reliably and or does it not work and does it work in our specific patient population okay uh, thank you um i'm i mean i think uh when when talking about a, a clinical study or a scientific study published in a in a journal the most important thing uh is um to 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 talk and to imagine how a study, uh, and this study in particular, can impact on, uh, on the clinician's life or, 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 or scientist's life. I mean, what, how do you feel the outcomes of the study could impact the practice of anesthesiologists? Well, to, to answer that, Dr. Antrona, um, I'll, I'll bring you back to, to uh, days of, uh, of, of the past, you know, when you were uh, an anesthesia resident yourself, um, when you're preparing for your board exams, one of the common questions you get asked is, well, you have a patient with a set demographic and this patient is coming in for a certain surgery. And the question you get asked is, how are you going to anesthetize this patient? Now, th that's a very long question. And I know I, all of our uh, listeners now are starting to remember having to think in their head how they're going to go through the whole preoperative, intraoperative, postoperative courses. But more specifically, when you come to the intraoperative part of that answer, you always say, I'm going to apply my basic anesthetic monitoring. And then you add to that on top of it. You add uh, whether it's invasive arterial blood pressure monitoring, whether it is uh, continuous cardiac output monitoring or transesophageal echocardiography and so on. Now, that might have been the ideal answer, say, 10, 15, 20 years ago. But in, in these past few years, especially with the uh, vast technological advancements that uh, we have uh, been seeing around us uh, that have been kindly uh, accelerated in the past few years, 
um, we have started to acquire way more monitoring devices available to us as anesthesiologists. We have depth of anesthesia monitors, which uh, whether it's the BIS or the uh, PSI, we have uh, non-invasive uh, continuous cardiac output monitoring devices. We have auxiliary monitoring uh, settings, uh, including the oxygen reserve index itself, the one that we're talking about in this trial, the ANI, and so on. Now, as physicians, as clinicians, and as anesthesiologists, a big part of what we do is we decide on whether this monitor, is it does it provide me with data that is valuable? Uh, does it provide me with uh, data that is going to impact the care of my patient? And is that data going to help me make better informed decisions for the care of my patient and for their safety? Now, ORI oxygen reserve index, what the manufacturer says is that this is a monitor that helps you assess how much oxygen reserves you have in your patient. Now, the only thing with that is this is a propriety algorithm, and this is what the manufacturer tells me. Now, as patient safety advocates, a big part of what we do is that we have to determine whether this data is actually reliable or not, and whether I can use it, and whether it is validated. And I think this is where this study really impacts the uh, the uh, practice of anesthesia moving forward in the sense that what we have done in this trial, and this is kind of um, spoiling the outcomes of the trial to our uh, readers, well, that we found that it is validated in our patients, in our patients coming for open heart surgery. The data that comes out of it does reliably tell you whether your patient has an oxygen reserve or not. And this will help you determine how much time can you wait uh, during uh, the lungs down uh, part of the uh, surgery when your surgeon is harvesting the, the grafts, uh, the arterial grafts from the chest. Um, how long can my patient last uh, while I am pre after I pre-oxygenate them and before I intubate them? All of these are very important clinical questions that we ask ourselves and the monitor from what we have uh, concluded in the the study is something that can help you achieve these answers. Uh, thank you for uh, for the answer. Uh, it's um, I think this is really interesting, uh, also from from the journal perspective, uh, because we as a journal of, of clinical monitoring, we try to uh, scientifically um, take a look to what are the new technologies in 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 monitoring. Uh, and computing and and this is something we should really keep in mind so uh with with the the enormous amount of technologies that every day uh, and every every month come out uh the only way of uh of keeping order is to va scientifically validate technologies to implement technologies in the clinical practice and 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 to take look to the outcomes. So this is the 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 only way. Uh, if, I mean, sustainable for uh, for the future. So it was it's it's a really interesting conversation from my side. Um, just to go further, uh, I have another question. Um, I, I would like to 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 go a little bit deeper. Uh, in the background, because we as editor, we um, we know more on what's going on behind the curtains, you know. But uh, from 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 a researcher perspective, uh, can you tell us uh, how did the the idea uh, come out, 
and uh, uh, further on what what were the challenges you encountered from the idea uh, the generation of the idea and uh, the the publication right so you know again touching on it um we we are, we always see and read about new advancements in monitoring um as clinicians you know if you keep up to date you always hear about this new modality of monitoring that is being uh, developed here there and then the, a lot of those recent uh, monitoring advancements have proprietary algorithms. Um, for me to be able to reliably use a monitor and then say that I can use this for my patient and this will improve the, the safety uh, and the uh, improve the patient care of uh, the, the, the person that I'm anesthetizing right now, I have to have validated information and validated data that tells me that this does work and this does provide what I expect it to do. Now, when we looked at uh, ORI, the concept of it was very interesting. The concept of it is something that potentially provides very lucrative information. But when we looked at the literature available, this was not the first trial to validate the data, but it was the first trial to validate the data in our subset of, of patients. Now, um, my colleagues, Dr. Fadl and the, the others, we're based in two different centers. Um, one center is in uh, Dammam in uh, Saudi Arabia. The other center is here in Abu Dhabi in Cleveland Clinic. And we're both cardiac centers uh, where we do complex cardiac cases. And the question that was posed initially by the primary investigator is, can we use this monitor and can we use it reliably in our patients? Now, that's a very interesting question that all of us kind of took, took um, uh, interest in. But uh, the problem was deciding, okay, um, I want to validate this uh, monitoring device. What do I validate it against? And then when I decide on what to validate it against, well, how am I going to measure that, uh, that uh, validation method? Uh, how often am I going to measure it? And then deciding on what parameters am I looking at and how big of a sample size do I need to do that? Uh, all of these questions are very important questions to answer, where you're kind of uh, trying to, to find the answers for these from your basic understanding of science and your basic understanding of uh, uh, physiology. Uh, that's how we came to determine that uh, using uh, partial pressure of oxygen from arterial blood gas sampling was the best uh, modality to do that. And that's how we decided on how frequent to sample and how to benchmark it against uh, the, uh, the monitoring device uh, in question. Uh, thank you, Dr. Shangab, for, uh, your, for the time you dedicated to this initiative. Uh, I think we, we are done with the interview. Unless you you have some <laughs> something more you you would like to to say, I honestly have only one thing to say. I would say to our listeners, this is definitely a paper that you want to give a read, uh, and uh, let's continue in uh, moving forward with monitoring for our patients to ensure our patients get better care, uh, better safety, and ensure that the outcomes are in their best interest. I would like to share with the listeners that. The Journal of Clinical Monitoring and Computing started around half a year ago, a new social media strategy to improve our presence in the social media environment. So uh, we created a Twitter account page that you can follow on Twitter at the handle JCMCSOME, and you can find the podcast in all the, the podcast platforms. Uh, where we ask you uh, to please follow us 
so that you can be updated on our contents. And uh, please feel free to comment uh, on Twitter and on the on on the podcast plat platforms. Thank you all. Thank you, Dr. Shangab, and thank you to all the listeners. And see you in the next episode of the podcast by the Journal of Clinical Monitoring and Computing. Thank you.